0: I was going too fast in life, you know, not in my motorcycle, in life. <laughs> yep. And I don't, I, 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 I start to get dis- destructive and I was losing my truck, truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yes, I think, um, like I say, because I, um, yeah, it changed radically, radical, radically. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, but um, in a good way also, you know. And um, it depends a lot. I depend, depend, depend of my body because this is what I've been using for work or for sport or just for survive and to be me the last 40 years or 35 years. So when I find myself in a wheelchair, we're not able to get up. It was, yeah, it was kind of dramatic. It was a big impact. It was. But I tried to see it in a positive way and understand. And it cost me work because in the very beginning, I was, I mean, I need to be honest, I I, I think a lot about, you know, like, kill myself because I won't go nowhere. I mean, I was not accepting to see me like this. And I don't know why, you know, and I did, but every time I asked why it was my bad, you know, it was my fault. That's why, or whatever, you know, and I was like, mm. hard, but, you know, I think um, also I tried to see it or life, because I I breathe, because I'm trying to be quiet and pay attention now, it shows me that it's something good. No No matter how bad it is, it's something good.
1: Welcome to Run This World. My name is Nicole DeBoom. I'm a former pro athlete turned entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you insights and inspiration from some of the world's greatest visionaries who will help you run your world in ways that you didn't even realize were possible, all in the framework of the amount of time it takes for the average person to run a 5K. That's 36 minutes and 38 seconds, give or take a mile. We often go long, so get ready. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Pura vida, everyone! Alright, that means pure life. And it's what they say in Costa Rica, a country that has become very special to me, as you know. Uh, It's the place I learned a new sport at 46 years old that I hope to continue through the rest of my life surfing. So today you get to meet a very special person. His name is Ishmael Araya. Ish is a surfing legend. A survivor and today a surf instructor who helps people find happiness even though he himself doesn't have full use of his legs anymore something you might think is a requirement for a surf instructor but I can ins- assure you it is not because he was my surf instructor the last time I was there and it's amazing so I asked ish to explain Pura Vida and I never say it right. I don't even know exactly how to say it. I tried to look it up on one of those like phonetic sites and they were like, Pura Vida. Um, But anyway, Pura Vida, Pura Vida, Pura Vida. And what Ish said is, it's basically the answer to everything. It means pure life. And I actually think that it's possible that Costa Rica is the happiest country in the world, which is actually, in the latest reports that you'll read when you Google happiest country in the world, it says Costa Rica, because they literally share this term, pure life with each other all day long. Good morning, Pura Vida. Nice wave, Pura Vida. My car broke down, Pura Vida. This coffee is delicious, Pura Vida. My kid won't stop crying, Pura Vida. It doesn't really matter. Everything, it's just pure life. So it sort of transcends the, the, the common terms that we use to answer like, everything's okay, it's fine, I'm good, I'm happy. You don't need to say any of that. You just say, Pura Vida. <laughs> so think about that throughout this episode. Um, Isha's story is both heartbreaking and hopeful. He was a young, self-taught phenom surfer who gained early fame as his surfing career started to take off. But his lack of discipline combined with a lack of support led to basically um, sort of uncontrolled drug use and an inability to control his anger both. Uh, Ish probably didn't ever reach the highest potential and he definitely didn't reach the highest echelon um, in his sport at that time in his life. Instead, he sort of floundered and literally just became a survivor until one day when he almost didn't survive. So this is where it really gets interesting. Ish literally died twice under a bus when he went out of control on his motorcycle over six years ago he was revived only to be told he would never walk again. He would never be the same again. And that's the ish I know today. And that day when he woke up in the hospital, that's, that's where the ish that you're all gonna hear was born. So somehow he has been able not just to survive, but to thrive as a new person in a new body. Doesn't mean it's been easy, but he has. He's definitely defied the odds in many, many ways. But before you hear from him today, we need to talk about what I was wearing while I was surfing in Costa Rica. So I'm gonna segue here. Yes, Skirt Sports launched a new swim line this year, which does so much more than swim. I actually call it an amphibious collection because it works just as well on land as water. Uh, The the official collection has four mix and match pieces designed to give you confidence in all things water related. I love to pull in other pieces from our line to supplement it too. My favorite surf outfit is our new high dive swim bottom uh, combined with our Charlotte AB bra. And our cool it long sleeve, which is a running top with cooling properties, but it acts as the perfect rash guard. It's awesome. It has little thumb holes too, so it doesn't like roll up on your onto your wrists when uh, when you wipe out, which happens a lot. <laughs> the swim skirt is also awesome for surfing because it has a draw cord so it doesn't like float down uh, with, the, <laughs> with the current. Um, I love the entire collection. I'll be using it all summer for pool life, lake life, beach life, all of it. I'm dying to hear what you think. If you've bought anything, you gotta let me know. Um, one other really cool thing is that we let our customers vote on the final prints and colors in the collection. So they're curated by you not created by one person in a room on their own, hoping everyone else would love it. They were created or curated at least by the people who will wear it. Um, Use the code RUN20 for 20% off anything at Skirt Sports, including our new swim line and note that you get free returns on all swimwear through April. Okay, one last note. Uh, Ish and I recorded via Skype on Colleen Cannon's laptop while she was in Costa Rica with him. So you'll hear a few beeps here and there because Colleen is a very popular woman planning and running Women's Quest retreats around the world. I have to give her some props. She's the reason I met Ish in the first place and my one and only favorite surf buddy. She's also episode 50 of this podcast called Colleen Cannon on chickens watermelons and why women will save the earth okay now it's time it's time to bring ishmael araya on the show so you and colleen just got back from surfing and i'm so jealous
0: oh i'm so sorry i don't i mean we just want to let you know how was our morning you know i know i know you miss surfing and like I say, waves that were small, and so Colleen was like so confident and fluid, and you know she was doing her thing.
1: You know, uh, it's, right away, it's very long. It's really funny because you know we Colleen and I are really loud.
0: <laughs> we get out there. And... Yes, but you know what? Me too. I'm part of the uh, part of the team. You and the are. Walk, I'm super loud. Yes, you
1: are, yeah. and and we will always say to people, oh, he's the best, and then you would say, oh, I'm not the best, I'm not I'm, the
0: best. Well, yeah, I'm sorry about that, yeah, no, I am one, but I'm not the best, I am one of the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. are the best, because the truth is, Colleen Cannon catches every single wave she's ever pushed onto by you.
0: yes. Um, well, we work as a team. I have um knowledge. I see the wave coming, and we need good timing you know and um, we get, we need good communication it 's a work team so yes, I push her into good waves i I make sure I pick up the right one and I just push her, but she also paddles she she 's amazing she has a very good energy and And we get along when we're there. We have fun. We talk every time we wait for a good one. But she's, like, very into it, you know, and I like her energy because I try... Sometimes I take too long to push her in a wave just because I'm waiting for this perfect wave with her name on it, you know, just to push her into it. And But sometimes I just push her, like, wave after wave, so... It's, it's kinda you know, tiring, but it's it's good. I, I I just want to make sure she she have fun. Well
1: and that's like who you are. You you do this not just for not for yourself. You do this so that other people can experience the joy of what you know surfing can be.
0: Right. Well, that, yeah, that's that's pretty true. What what you say is pretty true. But you know what? I really enjoy watching people enjoying, you know, and learning. And I reloads, reload? I don't know how to say, it I reloads my energy, my battery, you know. It's, I'm very happy every time I push you into a nice wave and you going down the line for a very long ride and then you're paddling back out with the, this big smile on your face and, you know, you're so happy and grateful and so many things and this is what make me happy also, you know. This is, to me, it's like a blessing.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, I want to um, go back a year because I have to share with you. So I grew up in Chicago, which is right in the middle of the country and landlocked and there's no waves and no beach. But I always imagined myself as a surfer girl, but I never surfed. And instead, I became a really good swimmer. And, um, But in the back of my mind, my whole life, I thought someday I still want to learn how to surf. So last year when I turned forty six, I said, This is the year <laughs> I'm gonna learn how to surf. And I've literally wrote it down, I'm still staring at it, it's still on my wall from last year, my goal, which was learn to surf, and I went to Colleen's retreat, women's quest down in Costa Rica. And I learned how to surf and I worked with this guy named Chicho and it was fun and I had a whole week. But on the last day, I had progressed to the point where maybe I could go do these baby waves, right? <laughs> like, um, So myself and another woman named Sandra, we got to go to a different beach. And our instructor Chicho came, but Colleen came too, and she brought her instructor. And that was you. And I had barely met you previously, you know, in the week um, at an event or two. And I thought, who is this guy? Like... He's walking kind of funny. He's he's in a chair. He has like but he had this really cool energy and and I didn't know much about you. But that day we got in the water and you were Colleen's instructor and what's cool is that because of who you are, you didn't help just Colleen, you helped all of us. And the wave, there's one wave that I dreamed about for a whole year. And you helped me get it that day. And you didn't even actually push me, and you'll never even remember this. It It was a whole year ago. But you saw a wave coming that was the perfect wave that had my name on it, like you said. And you said, Nicole, turn around now you got to go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Paddle, paddle harder. And you just, you didn't tell me which way to turn. I didn't even know how to turn or anything yet. You just said, paddle, paddle, paddle up. And I got up and went and it's the best wave I caught that entire week. And it made me realize that surfing was something that I might want to do in my life. So you don't even realize that you were part of my journey into this new sport in a much bigger way than you ever thought just by doing something that's so natural for you, which is helping others.
0: Wow that's that's, that's <clears throat> I don't know how to say it. a lot that's heavy but yeah. you're right that's you're right you're right you're right you're right sometimes I don't really know but that's me you know and you know what I see I see your skills and I saw you were like so natural on this and you were swimming so like a swimming person and you used to swim so i I know Every time I saw you paddling, I saw, like, the, the the strength and the speed and the confidence in the, I don't know how to say, like, the the power of each each struck. So I was like, oh, yes, she could catch a wave on her own. So, the, yeah, you're right. That was, I remember that. Yeah, we were there in Manzanillo. That's the name of the spot. That's a nice spot, baby waves. And we were there. I think we were, like, um, I don't know, six people maybe, you know, with the instructors. Not too much, not too many people, and we were having a good time. And um, yeah, I saw you, and um, I think uh, Chicho was like he caught a wave, or he was somewhere else, and um, where well, I was there, and I was trying like to encourage, encourage you, like go paddle harder, this one up, giving you like the right timing also. And, yeah, you, you did good. And I know this is what I was expecting. And thanks to say that because I'm um, also like you say somehow I impact or make you uh, get into this and into this sport. And this is a great sport because it's more than a sport or more than a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's a gift of God. It's something that anybody needs or needs to go through, live the spirit at least. So they realize what this is all about, you know, and i like I like that attitude that you got, you know because this is courage, and you encourage other people because of that and I like this, you know, so it's like a like a and like a change yeah, yeah. yes,
1: it's this. like an it's contagious, you know right. yeah, yeah.
0: Right. And, so- uh, and we help one another in a positive way because this is good, you know I like i um, happy to be an influence on yourself in a positive way. That's good. That's yes. Yes, of
1: course. And what's really cool is that sometimes the things you do, you don't realize what a big impact they have on people. So just, you know, that's how I feel about you. You have that impact and you don't even realize it just by by being who you are today. But we need to go back in time because you had to go through a lot to get To be who you are today.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it cost me few years to get here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanna actually learn more about like how you grew up because Colleen, you know, she's fun, she shares great stories and she says, Oh, ish, you know, he grew up with nothing. He learned how to how to surf on a piece of wood. And I'm like, is that real or is that exaggeration? So maybe you know, tell me a little bit about where you grew up and your family and how up, you got into surfing.
0: I grew up in the Caribbean side, Puerto Viejo, and um, we and we do things to like we used to go fishing, you know, like for for fun and also like for 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 catch some fish and eat something because we don't really got. Or my mom, my mom was a single mom. And, and then um, I see these people, you know, surfing at this time with this big board, you know, and um, it was very interesting to me because I like the ocean. I Every every time I go back in time, I see myself in front of the ocean. And I remember my, my home was like only like, like a couple yards from the beach. And to go to school, I need to walk on the beach, you know. And also, um, I think um, all these people influence me, uh, influence on me, like just just to be in there walking with the boards, you know. And the, I'm talking about, well, a long, long time ago, it was no leash, no walks back then, only big boards with one thing, and the thing was stuck on the board. So it's not like on these days, do you put and like put them on or just move them on on the board and you could just take them off anytime you want. And you see different wax colors everywhere, pink, blue, yellow, green, you know, and also different size of leash different colors. And at that time it was none of these things, you know, and um, it was hard and not everybody have a surfboard. So whatever floats, it was fun for us, you know, and uh, I surfed, like, in a piece of board, yep, um, for a long time, you know, until the boogie board came and also the these big boards, when they surf and they break these big boards, half of the board was my board, so I got this piece of board and I use it for surf and I... I got – I remember one time I have this um, – I have to put – I get this piece of board and I need – I want to put this piece of board a fin. So I got nails, hammer, and the fins, and I just put the hammer and the nails. Ta, 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 ta. I stick that fin on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, right? Whatever works. And I lost I lost that fin that day my very first time. I <laughs> – A very good job, and honestly, one time I use a rope as a leash because I don't want to lose my board because there was no leash at that time. And I remember falling off my board and the wave pulling the board, and the board was huge, of course. So the the rope just get tired, uh, tight on my feet. It's tight, tight every time. So I. I have to run to the beach and find something to, cl- to cut the rub because it, the blood doesn't go up and down. You know, it was like, uh, like, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like, um Oh,
1: I know. Uh, y- yeah, I-, I can't think of the word. It's the thing you put on when you're trying to stop the blood flow, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. So, oh my God, that was crazy. So, I grew up surfing with no leash also. You know? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So- no, no, even I, I, when I came here to the Pacific Beach, like, I don't know, a few years ago, many years ago, in uh, this part of the country of Costa Rica, and uh, pretty much anything you need, like an equipment, you know, also like many years after, because I'm talking about, I don't know, like 25 years ago, right? Now we got like everything we need on the water. And so, I, but I'm not used to, it to the leash. I'm just, just not used to it. You know, so, and and I think, um, I serve better, like knowledge. Oh, so, wow. You no, know, this is like very old school. Yeah, it happens. It's a mental thing, I think. But, you know, it's it's how I learn.
1: So did you teach yourself or did you have a coach or an instructor?
0: No, no, no. I teach myself. I just watch and ask. I ask my friends and you know what they do? I was like, I was like the youngest of the group at that time. And they say, that's a good one. Go go no paddle paddle don't stop and that was a huge wave they just want like to get rid of me that's why they keep telling me to go on that one <laughs> when i realized that was like a 10-foot wave before you know? i was like a 11 year old kid and i just like in the washing machine and just struggling and almost drowning but that made me stronger they want to get rid of me so this is how i learned you know in a very hard way but i really enjoy it you know
1: so when did, you know you became basically like a prodigy, like a an up and coming star, and then one of the best younger surfers in Costa Rica? Like, how how did that happen?
0: Well, I was well, that's kind of true, and kind of kind of I don't know. I, when I was when I was sixteen years old, I was already a very good surfer, so I was in a surfing magazine cover. And uh, I used to compete around the country, but I got no discipline. You know, I used to smoke weed all over and just go to the judges and tell them, like, you not, you don't give me the right score. You don't know anything about serving, blah, blah, blah. You should get it. And, you know, <laughs> so I was not a very good attitude. I was a mean boy, you know? And that's why I am like this at this time. You know, I'm 40 and I um, keep working on myself because I want to have a very good attitude because what goes around comes around. So if I give you respect, you will give me respect. See, that's why at this time, no matter how was I good, how how good I was, I got no. I was not successful because I don't have the right attitude. Yes. So I was kind of famous, but like in a bad way. Ah, <laughs> like, I got but it. I mean, but that helps me, you know, to be me. You know, because I went around the country, you know, with the idea. Of sharing respecting and do good you know and I'm um, after my accident I realized all this has been working you know after all
1: yeah you
0: know, I see people supporting I, pe- I see people there for me you know which is good something that I never expect because I don't know ro- I don't really know if I deserve it, you know because I've been screwing this for so long Or when I was, uh, I think I was a very good gift of God, you know, like the talent that I got. That's why I was like in uh, the surfing magazine covers and I got sponsors and I was like competing and doing this and doing that, but not really appreciating what people were doing, not really appreciating that sponsors, So that talent, you know, or every door that was open for me at that time, you know. I was uh, maybe a little blind, deaf, Our loss. (laughs) Well,
1: but you were also, in your defense, 16 years
0: old, and yes, Yes. yeah, I was. um, Yeah, it's true, kind of. I was rebel, you know. I was also like, um, I, you know, I was like mad of something. I was mad because I was poor, because I have no dad, because I, I never don't finish my school, because you know I was like, um, you know, just. But in the end, it was just part of my life, you know. And at that time, I was, I don't really, I don't really know to accept it at that time. That's why Mm -hmm. the attitude, that's why the attitude. But now, I mean, I still having problems. Life go up and down, but, you know, it's all all about attitude. Very important.
1: Can I, you know, I didn't know anything about uh, your family. Like, did your mom or your siblings, how many brothers and sisters did you have?
0: Well, I have 22 brothers and sisters.
1: How many? 22. Twenty-two. Yeah, (laughs) two-two. Oh, two. No, 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 no. Twenty-two, twenty-two. Wait, wait, hold on. Two-two, like
0: twenty-two from the same mom? No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Between my mom and my dad, I am am the only child. Okay. Okay, but my dad's wife has 14 kids for him. Wow. Yes. Wow. And I'm... Yes, I am the youngest out of his marriage. My mom has six six kids plus okay. me. Mm-hmm. See? So did
1: you f- get any support from your family when you were a young surfer? No. So you were really on your own, and that's yes. part of that attitude and yes. maybe resentment because they didn't want to be part of this... Part of your life or help celebrate you, huh? Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Yeah. And there a lot, of, a lot of them, uh, family and friends, or people like mature people. Not old. I was a kid, so they were like, you know, on here, they thirties maybe. You know, not old, but I, this is no way to say it. like older than me. They used to say I would go anywhere. That's uh um like bad sports or stupid sport oh sport for 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 griefers for people who smoke marijuana like for bummers bummers mhm yeah. yeah 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 so you know so- you've been there you've been there nicole you've been there and you know do you really need a physical condition and this is not the only thing you need you also need a mentally you know a mentally like I don't know to say like mentally
1: strong you need to you need to be strong physically and mentally.
0: Yes correcto, claro, no doubt, no doubt, no mm-hmm. doubt. Mentally and, and physically and you know and so you know I, I I remember they 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 telling me this you know like wow I they don't really know how hard is this you know how, I mean, it's, you need like your body strength, but also you need to be focusing on your mind always. You, I mean, you're going to be hesitating most of the time and you're going to be in trouble because you don't really know, you know, how to, what to do at that moment or because you don't have the, the, the mind control. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So did you, you know, when you were 16 years old, was that like your Peak, and then you know you just your mind couldn't catch up, or you didn't have the maturity to, well, I, I don't already, know, uh, be able to take it to the next level.
0: I I just uh, well, I was sixteen when I have the cover, this magazine cover, my picture, but um, it was already you know like like the discipline was missing. So this is no matter how good or bad i was doing you know if i don't have no discipline i will go no, nowhere if i don't have like the right support also you know like the right influence and things like that and i was like a like a you know like i this kid who is on his own and he's like you know missing something and he's mad of something but he don't really know what it is you know
1: Did you ever figure out what it was
0: Yeah i was i think it was support mom, dad, you know, like, yeah, support, you know, because they were there. But um, it was my mom, Mary, once again, and she don't really care. She's a special woman. I love her. She's, I'm very happy for to be here, and I'm happy that she, she gave me the opportunity, you know, to grow and to I could, defense myself and be on my own, you know, but it was hard for her because she don't, it's also, and it's not her fault, you know, because this is like a, like a shame Shame Yes. And mm-hmm. broke up with this. Yes. But yeah, she was, she was there, but she don't really know how to support support. Okay. I'm going to give you a sample, a sample. Listen, um, I remember in school, it was this guy who beat me, pretty much every single day. It was hard. And I beat, I mean, we fight, but he beats me because he was better than me. And so I get home, you know, and I'm, I'm bleeding a little bit. I am a kid and my, my shirt is kind of broke, you know, and now my pants, well, kind of dirty because we were on the floor also. And I'm, I'm coming, you know, kind of crying home, like mad, you know, now how I go, what I gonna say or whatever, you know. And so as soon as I get home, My mom sees me, sees me, and she wants to beat me because she knows I'm a boy, you know, and I need to defend myself, you understand? And and I need to talk to the teacher or to someone else. I need to ask someone for help or whatever, but she has to beat me because I need to do something about it because she thinks I don't do anything about it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. My dad was the one who was saying like he doesn't raise me but every time we get together he was like oh you shouldn't do that that's for people who doesn't do anything in life that's people who only smoke marijuana so me i as a, as a individual person i end smoking marijuana right in front of him yeah as a wild kid you know like 16 15 i don't know you know and it was like so i was kind of mad you know kind of mm-hmm because of this but no and then everything is fine you know everything happens for a reason all this just make me stronger so
1: like things progressed for you because we talked about this when we were in costa rica but like it went beyond marijuana you started doing other drugs and it just seemed like you started to lose your way as a young man you yes. know yes. so like what was the Peak of that, or did you have sort of a rock bottom that made you start to realize yeah. you wanted a different path?
0: Uh, after that picture, after the 16, I got, I, I, I was like more like on my own, just for me. I want to surf, I don't want to show, I don't want to show off because when I was younger, I liked to show off. You know, I was good. People want to, you know, want, they, they influence on me like this, they want me to show off. I need to go to the world. And shine in a different way, which I think that was, I don't know if it was good or bad, but I surf like more for myself. And, um, I used, uh, we, you know, we used to make, uh, I went through uh, overdoses because I used to drink mushrooms, tea mushrooms, mushrooms tea,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to go surfing. Whoa. Okay. How do you yeah. do- <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> yeah, oh, no 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 no. Uh, okay, it was it was yeah, it was okay because it was little bit I do it, you know, with a lot of respect and a little kinda of scared and so I want to go in this in the water and kind of, thing was kinda of fun in the very beginning, but and then I, I start to take more, you know, and um and I start to win down and also one day I I drink too much tea and I I, I couldn't see, I lose my, my view and and I I was I thought I would be crazy forever, you know? Wow. And, and I, I, I say it to myself and I say to my God, like, you know, if I touch land, earth, once again, if I get over this, I won't do mushrooms ever, ever, ever again. And since that day, <laughs> guess what? Yeah. Oh. Since that, that, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Since that day, I've been like, you know, yeah, no, no. And yeah, I touched the, the, the it was hard, you know, also like you know, I lose my, my, my sponsors and I lose my career as a surfer and uh I lose my dreams. You know, I want to represent my country, I want to go out, get out of Costa Rica, I want to go somewhere else and compete and represent Costa Rica. And I started, you know, like all this was I was losing all this uh como se dice? illusion, illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah things yeah and um but um good thing I I realized I was a good instructor because yeah this is also like a gift of God you know like because not anyone could teach you know and that it's not for anyone I guess it's like to be a lawyer or a doctor it's not for any person you need to know what you want to do you know so you know.
1: so I just want to understand too so you had this like really bad trip out on the board and when you came in you never did do mushrooms again or drugs in in the same way no wow so you really held true to that (laughs) you honored that Mm. and that's and that's when some of the other gifts started to show themselves to you right like i'm good at helping others um you know when we we had a conversation too about a role model somebody you started doing surf instructing and and there was a guy that you worked for who showed you that you could live a different lifestyle do you remember that conversation um i think you said he he was like the only guy in that industry who didn't smoke pot
0: yep alvaro solano Mm-hmm. He- Eight times national champ of Costa Rica. Wow. Yeah. And he's a very he got a lot of discipline. So we worked together and you know, like he was totally opposite of me. So he he could get my attention, you know, because I I was also working for him and he put me as a head instructor. So I'm like, wait a second, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why me? You know, and he told me like, "Well, I think you're the right person. who who's the, have the most knowledge, and I think you you need to be the head instructor." And it was very a professional surf camp. You know, um, um, instructors they were not allowed just to surf when they were doing the instructors instruction because I mean they get destructive, and the student they don't get they don't get like enough attention. And of course he don't smoke pot. He was like very polite. You know, so I learned a lot from him. A lot because when he said I was a good instructor, so I got the good that I the good things that I have and I pick the good things that he got and I put them together and it was a boom. Yeah. <laughs> but then because he, he thinks I am a good instructor, one of the best, and I think he to me is the best instructor. Wow. So that
1: he, he he believed in you and you respected him, and that started turning things around for you
0: yes 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 and we worked together for like seven years amazing experience wow so,
1: so let's let's talk a little bit about like your accident because it sounds like your life was already starting to turn around, but then it got railroaded or bust let's just say but you got hit by a bus for real like I know this is potentially still traumatic in a sense because it changed your body but it freed you in a lot of ways so maybe you can just share like what happened to you 3 over 3 years ago now right
0: uh, the accident 2013 okay 13 by now 6 years yeah okay yes yes mm-hmm. but um okay yeah i mean um I think um, I was going too fast in life, you know, not in my motorcycle, in life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I don't, I, 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 I start to get dis- destructive and I was losing my truck, truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yes, I think, um, like I said, because I, um, yeah, it changed radically, radical, radically, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, but um, in a good way also, you know, and um, it depends a lot. I depend, depend, depend of my body because this is what I've been using for work or for sport or just for survival and to be me the last 40 years or 35 years. So when I find myself in a wheelchair, we're not able to get up. It was, yeah, it was kind of dramatic. It was a big impact. It was. I tried to see it in a positive way and understand. And it cost me work because in the very beginning, I was, I mean, I need to be honest. I, I, I think a lot about you know, like, kill myself because I won't go nowhere. I mean, I was not accepting to see me like this. And I don't know why, you know. And I, every time I asked why, it was my bad, you know, it was my fault. That's why, or whatever, you know. And I was like, mm. hard, but, you know, I think um, also I tried to see it or life. Because I, I breathe, because I'm trying to be quiet and pay attention. Now it shows me that it's something good. No matter how, no matter how bad it is, it's something good. And I like you say, I like to help people, you know. And a lot of people seems benefits. They get benefits out of this, you know. And uh, I'm happy about that. And um, I'm I'm still me in the water. This is already because my upper body is in a perfect condition, so I'm there. I just cannot walk, you know, but also, like, you know, some people, they come to me and they don't even know me or I don't know them, and they they come and tell me, like, they very, like, admire, admire said it? Like, they see me in the water or they see me walking or they hear about me, so they, they just want to tell me about how strong I am when I think that I'm very weak I don't know, but they see, when they when they see strong, I don't know what I'm talking about, but, you know, I think um, I inspire people, and like I say, I just accept it in a positive way, you know, and life is not only about my body, you know, and it's not only about me, because also I have brothers, sisters, and I have childs, you know, and there is other people who love me, and they're like family to me, so I want I want them to see something else. And um, every time I open my mouth, I want them to see, to hear something else at this time. But this time, I want them to see and hear something different, you know? Yeah, definitely. And positive.
1: And, you know, I, I had the great opportunity to see you with your two of your three children. And, you know, I understand, like... You mentioned that it crossed your mind, like, maybe I shouldn't even be here anymore. Maybe I should kill myself. Like, I don't know what my place is in this yep. world now that I can't use my body like I used to, right? Yep. And and I'll never forget when I we walked up after our first day of surfing this year and um, your little girl, <laughs> she's beautiful she ran outside and she called your name and you just said "mi amor," and she ran in your arms and i could just see like she's five years old right see and uh i could just see that there was meaning and purpose behind what you do and uh i don't know i just thought maybe you could even talk a little bit about being a dad in having gone through what you've been through your oldest son you know he's uh eighteen is that right
0: yep he's eighteen,
1: yep, and I met him as well and so you had him maybe before you've become the person you are today, and you've had your your little daughter while you are the person you are today. I don't know like how how does being how did being a dad change your life
0: well, I think um they I, I I like to give my best, and to me, they want to they they deserve my best. And when they come to my life, they they I don't know like some people say you know like I don't I don't I don't I don't, it was not meant to be I don't know what it's a way I don't I I don't plan any of my kids, okay I don't plan any of them. But they're not mystic neither, you know. And they come to my life at the right moment, at the right time, you know, just to make me stronger, wiser, and to give me, like, the best. Because I I received the best feeling from them, both of them, from the three of them. And um, I want to give them the best also, like the best of me. Like in in, in in any situation, and they're blessed, and they're my my. I try to be friends with them, you know. I don't just want to demand them things and obligaciones, responsabilidades. We we you know we play, um, we talk, we share, we we go out and surf, you know. We go to the beach just to see the sunset. We we try to me whatever I talk to you, you're you know like uh doing saying something funny or talking something serious, talking about something serious is the same with them, no matter what you know sometimes we we have fun and sometimes we talk serious things, and sometimes I don't really know if they understand me because <laughs> the conversation is very serious, but they 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 you know they they there and they learning and they teach me and they they learn from me. And they at the same time they teach me and they're blessed. Definitely to me it's the best gift, you know, of life.
1: Well I think about how you said the support was missing for you when you were young and uh it sounds like you're you're breaking that cycle because you're supporting them.
0: Oh yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt, yeah. There's so many things a lot more that you need to know, but it's okay. I mean I I I'm there for them. They could come to me. Like we could go anywhere, and we just share amazing experience. And uh, I know they every time they do like something extreme, they're gonna be already prepared, or they're gonna think about me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah. let's uh let's go back actually to I want to talk about this idea of redefining yourself because. You were an athlete, you were a surfer, you were a surf instructor, and you found yourself six years ago in a hospital, so the actual accident was that your motorbike ended up under a truck, right?
0: Yep, bus.
1: A bus, yes. And um, your lower body, like your legs were pretty much mangled, and didn't the doctors say that they wanted to amputate your legs?
0: Yep. Well, I, I somehow I fell underneath the bus, and the bus um, and run over me. But not, I got caught, you know, like I got stuck behind underneath behind the wheels, mm-hmm. and, that's it. and then underneath underneath the bus, and uh, that was like very a lot of damage because uh, it takes um, when the bus run over me, destroyed. You know, it takes uh, mm-hmm. a lot of meat and ex- a lot of bones that were exposed, but not broken, just exposed. Wow. Were you awake? But no, 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 no. And my knee, my knee was um, exposed, but also I was losing part of the bone on my knee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, no, I was not awake. No, I was not inconsciente, but also... Because they in the hospital they they say I was doing sounds, you know, like the truck or the boat, because they after they released me from the bus underneath the bus, they put me in a boat <laughs> because this you know this peninsula is like an island, so they need to go to the other side of the peninsula to take me to the hospital.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was doing these funny sounds of the engine,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so that was in your mind, so you yep. heard it somehow, yep. Correct. what was that was the first thing that you thought when you woke up in the hospital.
0: Well, I, I, I was wondering, you know, what I was doing there. And I was lost, you know. Were I you don't alone? Re- I, re- I don't remember anything. Yep.
1: Wow. So so when the doctors came in and they, they told you what happened, and, you know, how did that go?
0: Yeah. Uh, I saw my sister coming in. My sister, she um she have a very hard time like for go to, sc- go to school when she was young and and she she got like a scholarship because she was like very applied and it was hard for her. So she went to Cuba for university. She was there for 10 years. So I don't see her for 2 years before my accident. So once I see her, it was uh, like a surprise to me, and I was kind of happy. But she was very tired and sad. So I'm like, wow, you know, like, you just get here. We don't see each other for the last two years, and you're just serious, and so you don't smile to me, or you're not happy to see me. And she's like, I've been coming here at this time since one month ago. you <gasps> Always do me the same question and tell me the same things, and I'm tired. You need to eat because you're gonna die. Because I was expecting, I, I, I was out of my mind for like two months. You know, like I don't know how to say. It. They say desorientado, desorientado. Wow. But to me, desorientado means crazy because I was crazy and I was expecting for this chef. So for like a month and a half, I didn't I didn't eat anything. And I was skinny, about to die. So she was, like, sad. She was crying. She was tiring. She was tired. So she tells me that day, you know, we, we talk about many things. And she was kind of mad of me. She cleans me, and she went home. And, and I, I stayed thinking about so many things that she tells me. So once, of, once the food come. I, I eat some but my stomach was too small, I couldn't really eat. So I, I drink uh like a vitamin thing and the day after when she come back I asked her about uh pretty much what we were talking about the day before. What we were talking about yes and she was like, Wow, you remember it. And this is when I wake up, when I recover myself, and she started to, you know, like, she changed her face, she was happy, and and there was my family there, because my heart stopped twice, I lose pretty much half of my weight, you know, before I used to weigh, like, 160 pounds, and before the accident, and two months after the accident, I, my weight it was, like, like, 80, 80 wow. pounds, wow. yeah, yeah, So I was about to die also because I have a lot of, a lot of damage on my legs and uh, I don't, I never stay still on the bed. They need to attach me, you know, because I really want to run away from there because I, I never was in a hospital before, but I, I don't remember all this, you know. But then I was, my family there, you know, I saw my sister, that was good, and so I, I I since I remember everything since I since I wake up I I see my 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 you know like my sister and I have um, even Colleen came to see me in San Jose when I was in San Jose that was very nice that was very very nice that was recently when I came out of the hospital because I was in the hospital for like four months and a half like pretty much five months half year. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so they they obviously didn't. This is crazy, by the way. Like, and it's it's really cool that you remember the day that you started remembering again. Your sister yep. really helped you without maybe realizing it. Um, but they didn't take your legs. But they told you you wouldn't walk again, right?
0: Yeah. Well, um, it was like a, you know all, after this rehab thing, they 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 call me. They want to see me in a, like appointment. Appointment. So I came that day and there were like five to eight doctors in like in a living room. And then they talking about different ca- ca- casos, cases mm-hmm. and they and it was my turn and they say, I don't feel they put a lot of electricity in me. I have a lot of nerves, tendons and muscles damage. And it's like a dead weight So they think it's better just to, um, they want to remove my knee. So my foot, it will be a lot shorter and I I, I won't be able to bend my knees because I won't have no knee, right? And then the other feet, they want to remove my ankle, ankle, ankle also, ankle. Mm -hmm. And leave it stiff. And it was, I was not agreed. I was like, no, 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 no. You guys, what are you talking about? And one of the doctors, he was maybe not so happy that day. And he said, okay, yeah, but you have, this is dead weight. So I think the best thing is just to cut them. You know, maybe for him to say that is not as bad or, or strong, you know, but what about you? If someone tells you just to cut your legs because they're dead weight, you know, I mean, not nice.
1: No, that's horrible and it just sounds like they were tired. It's like they yeah. weren't even thinking about you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's correct This this was like in the public hospital. Wow. Yeah, so Sad.
1: So you went back and when I first met you, you had just started walking. Like you had a chair and a like a walker or w- walking like canes.
0: Crutches. I walk brushes, yeah, brushes. crutches,
1: yeah, crutches. Crutches, yep.
0: I also walk, like most of the time I'm in a wheelchair, but also when I go to the beach, I'm, I walk on my crutches a little bit. The more I do it, the better I get. The thing is, like, this happened to me in 2013. I recover myself. I never give up, you know, I never put myself as a victim and, oh, poor me, so sad. No, 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 no. Let's do this. I live on my own. I know how to cook. I wash my clothes. I go to surfing. If it's, somebody needs a lesson or I, whatever I need to do to survive, I will do it. You understand?
1: Yeah, yes. And it was the ocean part of your like healing process?
0: Yes, correct. The ocean was like this is how I how I get here, yeah. The ocean I I think that was the best, you know, because I really want to keep doing this and um like I don't wanna give up, like I say next thing I know I'm walking on crushes and uh I just wanna see if it am possible, it's possible to me to ride a motorcycle. So I get in that motorcycle after the accident, my first accident. So I, I realized everything was fine. I couldn't ride the motorcycle. So I was riding another motorcycle. I buy myself another motorcycle.
1: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and yeah. then what happened?
0: <laughs> March, March last year, after like a year having, having the motorcycle for like one year, I, I was on my way back from town. You know, I was kind of fast. Yeah, I think that was it. And also, I have too much like weight on my on my arm, one arm, because I was coming from the grocery mm-hmm. store, and um, I w- I skip this uh, motorcycle it was like pretty much in the middle of the road somehow, and um, I I lost control because I let go of the gas just to skip the motorcycle and um, also the weight on my uh, my arm. So I fell, and I broke my leg. Can you believe that? Yeah. So that was last year. And but everything's fine now. Thank God, once again.
1: Well, it, was, uh, it seemed like it was a little more, um, like you had to go back to the hospital, and did you have more surgery after the second accident?
0: Oh, yes. I got these things stuck on my leg for like, Eight nine months. It was terrible. I was waiting for a surgery, but finally they just um, did it. They just finished. Uh, they just did the the surgery, and because of this, they now they're gonna fix my ankle, something that I have from the very first accident. So this is when I say everything happened for a reason.
1: You know, do you believe that? Do you believe in angels or like people who are looking out for you? Because First of all, like, it sucks that you've had these experiences, but a lot of people wouldn't live through the first one, and maybe not the second one either.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because after the second one in the hospital was like, you know, I was thinking, you know, I was mad of myself, you know, because I was... Was walking, everything was fine. I buy myself a motorcycle. Now I find myself in the hospital once again with a broken leg. I was like, man, wait a minute, something's wrong here. So I was, yeah, with my with myself. But now everything's fine, you know. Like I say, now I need to go through this. All this is necessary for me because now I learn more about myself. I learn how to be on my own. I learning also not to be only in my body, also in my spirit and my heart, you know, and my mind and my feelings. You know? I learned how to get in people's shoes also.
1: Yeah. That's compassion so. for sure.
0: I believe in angels. I believe in angels. I believe in angels. You know, I believe in God. God is good anytime. You know, when I'm doing good, when I'm doing bad, when I have food or when I don't, he's still the same. You know? And Yes, I think um, I'm a very, very blessed guy. You know, life, God, the universe put nice, beautiful angels on my way. You know, people, people, they're like angels, you know. And some of, you know, like some angels, they're like people. Some people, they're like angels. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Mm, yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true, you know, it's... Life is about lessons, you know, it's about grow, you know, and do good things. What goes around comes around. So whatever you want for you, this is what you need to give.
1: So what oh. do you want for you now?
0: I just want, I just, okay, this is what I want. I want, I don't know, like in my life, I just want to do good, okay? But when I die, you know, if people going to talk about me, or someone's going to say something about me when I'm already dead, you know, I want them to remind me or say good things, you know, like say, yeah, he was a good example. He was uh, a warrior. He was a challenge guy. You know, he was a persister. A he was, a, you know, like, you know, positive, good instructor, you know. So I just, I want people to know now in my life, when I'm, okay, when I'm dead, I want people to say about me. I want to say, I want them to say this about me. Now, what I want to do is like, I want to, I ask God help so I could still impact people in a very positive way so they could find their track. Because on these days, with this kind of society and this kind of world, most of the people are lost, you understand? and they don't really really know their way. You understand? Or they don't really know why they're here. Or they don't really know what they go good to. Or you know, or they just just lost something and they think this is it. No, 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 no. Uh, If you're still alive, I mean, life got a lot more for you. I got this accident, uh, my heart stopped twice. You know, I'm still alive. I'm happy, you know, I'm still living. And so I want this opportunity to let you know or anybody else, how good is life, you know, how good is God, you know, and how good you could be. You understand?
1: I do. And, you know, when we were on boards one day, you, you had a great quote. You have many more quotes than you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and You probably have a new one every day. We need to follow you around and document them. But here's what you told me. Well, first of all, I kept popping up on my board and then like falling. And so I came in one time and you said, why do you, you get up, you do the hard part. Why do you always fall down on the easy part? And that was really interesting to me because a lot of instructors wouldn't ask you. They would just tell you something else to try. But when you asked me that, it made me realize what I was doing. And I actually got it better. So... That was pretty cool. <laughs> Thank, you. But, um, Thank you. But then you said to me, okay, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. <laughs> First you said, hurry, hurry, hurry. Okay, wait, relax, relax. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it, that's another constant on the waves there. Hurry up, hurry up. Okay, stop, stop, relax. Oh um, but you said, Nicole, you need to look where you want to go or at least where you're going. And I thought that was much more than just a surfing instruction. That was sort of a metaphor for life, and it's kind of what you're saying right now. You know, there's more for you for you out there, even when you might not realize that
0: there is. Well, good thing you say that. I realize, I, I think um, surfing is like life. It's pretty much, you know. So this is how I also, like, I, I these things I say to myself, you know, and it's true, you know, because you could apply them when you surf and also in life. You understand? And like when you're sitting there on your board and then you lay down on your bed, life is like that. You're still feeling going up and down. It's true.
1: Oh yeah. And yep.
0: Like and, the way, like life, you know. Yes. You you got the hope you know sometimes yes sometimes no but always yes you want to look where you want to go at least look where you're going
1: (laughs) i like it so these days you're still inspiring people because didn't you just make um the you're involved with adaptive surfing world yes costa rica and didn't you just make the team
0: well, I, I um, in 2015, I got this letter from the ISA, I-S-A International, Inter- International Surfing Association. I have the, a letter from them, and they invited me to come to California to this World Adapting Surfing Championship, and it was like the very first... Surfing Adaptive, how do you say mm-hmm. Surf Championship, adapted, yeah. Yep. And that was pretty good. I went there in 2015 with my coach, just me as an athlete. And my coach, he was helping me and, you know, he was making me company and he was my coach, of course. By now, 2019, last year, I couldn't go because I got this motorcycle accident, but they went like 10 competitors, competidores. Wow. So 2015, it was only me, 2016, we were four, 2016, we were eight. Uh Uh-huh. Just like that. Yeah. In 2015, it was, um, it was just like the very first, um, championship and it was nice. It was, wow. Every time it's more organized. 2016 and 2000, 2016, Costa Rica ends in number eight, like eight. Position has a team mm-hmm. in yep. the world. Yes. And last year, they end number seven, 2018. Sorry, not last year. I need to figure out what, uh, what year system. it is. <laughs> they, they, which position they end this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. And this has been helping a lot of people in Costa Rica. And now we have also um, like this ramp. And the first one, they, they put it in Jaco Beach. Because this is where we all train, you know, and this is very close to the city. Because also we do this as a common deporte inclusivo, inclusive sport, you know. Because also we have kids with uh, different syndromes, you know, different uh, disabled thing, and we just take them to to the water, you know, and they they kids there would never smile once they. We take them to the water to surf, to ride a wave on their belly, you know, like toward the beach. You see their expressions, you see their face, and this is nice, and this is... I think it was worth it to get run over by a bus because of all of this. You understand?
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean Costa Rica really is the happiest country in the world?
0: Well... I like to say that I don't really know, but we, we, we are Pura Vida. Pura Vida means pure life, you know? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's, it's pure life. It's just the whole world is going in a funny situation and things are, you know, like changing a little bit where we are many and um, all over the world. So we have a lot of foreigners here in Costa Rica. Also, they come from different parts of the world and, um, but I think it's, it's very happy, it's very, you know, very good atmosphere, very friendly. People like to to, to invite to their, to yourself to their house, you know, and to like to open the door, to give you a nice welcome. You know, this is what it makes us Pura Vida. And maybe we're not like the happiest, but we are happy. <laughs> we are Pura Vida still.
1: I love that. Well, I plan to come back in December, so I'm going to, you know, we got to get our schedules going so you can be my instructor again.
0: I can't wait for that. <laughs> Looking forward. Oh my God. Yes. I have so much fun with you out there. And yeah, you're so natural and yeah, you're pretty much like Colleen. You're there forever. <laughs>
1: <If> that's true. <laughs> we'll make you have a workout. Well, we've been talking for a really long time and, um, It's time to start wrapping it up and I can't wait to stay in touch with you and, you know, follow all the great things you're doing. But before we go, uh, if you can give our listeners one final piece of advice so that they can live happier and healthier lives, what would that be?
0: Well, I think um, to me, I... I could tell everybody like no matter what, no matter what, because there is so many different things in life. There's people in different situations, you know? And no matter is the situation, if you're alive, you gotta keep on moving, you know? There, the sun will bright tomorrow. So you need to have this faith. You need to believe that. You need to have that hope. Because this is all about, you know, no matter the situation, you need to be grateful with God, you know, and also with life or whatever, just need to be grateful and good attitude. So just keep on moving. Life is good, no matter what.
1: I love it. Pura Vida.
0: Pura Vida. Pura Vida. (laughs) December.
1: December. December. I'll
0: be there. For sure.
1: We're going to catch a million waves. (laughs) Yes, no doubt. And something's coming.
0: (laughs) It's coming. Be ready. Bottle out.
1: (laughs) All right, everyone. I am back. And I don't know about you, but I am bathing in the glow of all (laughs) things-ish. Some people call him a surf shaman. I would actually agree with that. The water, the ocean, surfing, they all take on such a bigger meaning when Ish is involved. Yet he's still just a person. He's a real person trying to survive, trying to find happiness each and every day. As he said, he he now works to accept the quiet side of life. That's a challenge for so many of us. My favorite Ish quote, and there are so many, is what he said to me on the board that day in January. Nicole, you must look where you want to go, or at least where you're going. I love that. I'd love to know your favorite part of this episode. If you have a special Ish quote that resonated with you, please share this episode, share those quotes with someone else who will benefit from hearing Ish's story. And be sure to follow him on Facebook, Ishmael Araya, it's I-S-M-A-E-L, Araya, A-R-A-Y-A. And on Instagram at Ishmael underscore Araya underscore surf. And before the summer arrives, get over to Skirt Sports and use the code RUN20 so you're ready for the surf. And by the way, if you ever go to Santa Teresa in Costa Rica, definitely reach out to Ish to be your instructor. He will do it and you will love it. All right, then, that is it for today, everyone. You know what time it is now. It's time to get out there and run this world. Have a great workout, and I'll see you next week.